you are a minority. I am a minority. Why would you steal from me? And then she claps back with this like self-serving bullshit of like, I didn't. Like I was doing this instead. It wasn't me copying you. And they're like, okay, well then why did you ask for samples? Like if it if it was the other way around, and there are cases where it has been the other way around, she's lawyered up. Yeah. But these small businesses don't have the funds to, do to go after her, which is part of the problem. Hey y'all. Welcome to A for Excellence, your one-stop shop for everything fashionably Canadian. We're so glad you're here. Come hang. Welcome back to the A for Excellence podcast. Um, This week we're going to be talking about all sorts of Instagram drama. All the drama, guys. All sorts of Instagram drama. There is a, I mean, what do we call her? A designer, a creator? She refers to herself as an entrepreneur. Um, yeah, I guess <laughs> she's an entrepreneur slash content creator, influencer. A little bit of both, all those things. And a little bit not all those things, because no ideas are her own. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she... But people obviously like her. She has like over two million yeah. subscribe or followers. So So we should tell you who we're talking about. <laughs> we are talking about Danielle Bernstein. She is the face behind the fashion brand and the Instagram account Who or What. She has two point six million followers on Instagram and she does refer to herself as an entrepreneur. Um she is the founder of Who or What. She is launching a clothing line called the Danielle Bernstein Collection in April. Danielle has been all over the internet in the past week or so over what is one of her many controversies. A designer and Instagram creator accused her of stealing the dress designs and then um, using them for her summer who wore what collection. So if you do a dig into who Danielle Bernstein is online, you will know that she has a history of stealing content, ripping off small businesses and BIPOC creators and other influencers. And notably, it's small creators and small like micro influencers that this happens to. So they don't have a following. I think that's intentional. (laughs) I have a bit of a timeline. Um, One of the resources I used for this was the uh, insider.com timeline, but I'm only including things that are fashion or brand related. I'm not going to talk about her calling her followers fat or telling them to get rid of their cellulite. Oh yeah, that was a good one. (laughs) Or the fact that she wasn't safe during COVID and then got COVID. Yeah. I have no sympathy for that. (laughs) No. None. All of this seems to have started in May 2018. Yeah. Is when people really seem to notice. So Danielle had a jewelry collaboration with Lulu DK, which was going to be sold in Nordstrom. And uh, also like major shout out to Diet Prada for being the hero we didn't know we needed, but now we have. (laughs) Um, Which also is like one of my favorite Instagram accounts. I love Diet Prada. I like didn't realize like... I, I just started following it because I just, like, it wasn't something that I was paying attention to. But they spill all the tea 
and I always want to know <laughs> what's happening. So thank you for that. Shout out to them. Yeah, I've followed- you guys uh, are killing it. <laughs> I've followed Diet Prada for years, and they're so fun. Also, I really like the like idea of like Diet Prada, like Diet Coke. Yeah. <laughs> Because you know, you know this bitch uh, loves her Diet Coke. <laughs> I die. So they had this, she had this collection with Lulu DK to be sold at Nordstrom. Um, Diet Prada <laughs> broke the news and was like, hey, you can't say that these are original designs because a lot of these are really similar to jewelry from Tiffany, Bondi Jewelry, Fondre. And Fondre is a brand that I actually really love. Yeah. Um, my sister has Fondre oh. jewelry. So I was kind of like, oh, really? That's interesting. So she got on Instagram when all this came out and she tried to apologize. And she had this big, tearful Instagram video where she was like, I didn't copy any of these brands. It's, you know, inspired after my grandfather. At which point the designers at Fondre came forward and were like, well, we wish that were the case. She approached us about samples yeah. a few months ago, but also she's worn our jewelry in the past. So uh, big kudos to Nordstrom for actually pulling those pieces. Yeah, I was, when I was reading about that, um, I was really impressed by Nordstrom because they were really quick to take them off the shelves. Um, which is pretty standard for Nordstrom. I, can I disclose that I worked there? Yeah. <laughs> um, you haven't been employed there for more, for five years. Yeah. So, yeah. So I used to work in Nordstrom in Calgary. And so I know kind of a lot about the inner workings of the company. And by, and by inner workings, I mean like just what you would know as a normal employee. <laughs> yeah. But still, it means you know a lot. Like, you know what the buying process is. Yeah. And you know about the collaborations that they've carried previously, so I feel like you'd know. Yeah, so they're, they're pretty quick to jump on getting, like, controversial stuff out of their stores. They're not keen on having that. Like, you know, there's some brands or like, uh, department stores where like if something controversial drops they're just like whatever it's already out like it's fine uh, the the current example being the Lil Nas X Satan shoes oh yeah <laughs> where Nike's like I'm they're gonna murder you <laughs> yeah I saw oh my god what a nightmare yeah I was like I would not want to go up against Nike just saying yeah so Nordstrom they fully acknowledged that some of these pieces were copies, and they made a very clear statement that they were only keeping the original designs, which I thought was shady. It was shady in the best as way. Fuck, but it was also a really measured response. Yeah, because like I can only imagine what that boardroom would have been like when all of this came down, being like, "Okay, we, we signed on to carry this, and it doesn't look good." Yeah, I mean, for those of you who don't know, like a lot of Nordstrom is actually still run. By the Nordstrom family. Yes. Um, so, like, when they say it's a family business, like, they mean it. Yeah. Like, the Nordstrom brothers have actually come to the Calgary location on multiple occasions. Yeah. So, like, they're pretty particular about protecting their brand and, like, not having 
controversies. Every every company's going to have controversies, but I think they do their best to... Well, and especially when your family name's attached to it. Yeah. Problematic. Exactly. Speaking of the Nordstrom family, they opened, like, a bigger flagship New York store right before the pandemic started. Ooh. I hope that's still around because I wanted to go. I hope so. <laughs> it looked really nice. I hope so. For their sake, I hope so. Me too. So she has a history of getting into quite public spats yeah. on Instagram, which, like, as someone who came up through the Twitter generation, you don't want your spats online. No. It's not also, a cute look. Also, very off topic, but do you guys think we should have a Twitter, too? Oh, God. <laughs> Jess will run it, not me, because I don't oh like God. Twitter. <laughs> I don't like Twitter either. I got rid of mine because I couldn't handle it. I'm like Chrissy Teigen before Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. I didn't like it. Plus, then my boss started following me, and I was like, no. nope. <laughs> no one will ever find my... <laughs> Your Twitter account that's my on... My shadow account. The dark web. <laughs> Hannah um, has a Twitter account that's on the dark web. It's not on the dark web. <laughs> At this point, we should be calling you Stuart. Stuart. Um, anyways. <laughs> but So she has a really bad track record of getting into quite public spats. Um, so in January 2020, she got into a fight with someone who was selling on Poshmark because they purchased unreleased swim samples from her We Wore What collaboration with Onia. Which, okay, it's your fault. <laughs> But they got sent to the wrong place. She's allowed to sell them. Because you literally gave her the property. Yeah. And then when they tried to come to an agreement about how she was going to get it back, Danielle shortchanged the Poshmark buyer. And then sent her lawyer after her. Yeah. Which isn't a great look. As a business owner, mm-hmm. your big like your top priority would be to get those pieces back, and like you have to drop a bit of money to do that. Like, whatever is if you have the capital, which I'm sure she has the capital. She has a net worth of four million dollars. So like, I can't imagine this pro- Poshmark seller was asking like an no. insane amount, an insane amount of money for these pieces. And they're swimsuit samples, so they're not even like the nicest quality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're not. So. That was a weird one. Yeah. So, basically, she ended up sending her lawyers after this average run-of-the-mill citizen who just ended up having this package. Um, Really unfortunate, because that could have been handled in a more mature fashion. Yeah. Um, In March 2020, she had, she has a line in Macy's. And she has been known to wear Cecily Bonson's work. Um, And she copied certain pieces from Cecily Bonson's uh, runway show from Paris. Um, Which is quite funny because Danielle has been pictured wearing a lot of that designer. Yeah. So people knew. Is this the, like, leather, black leather No, this is the dress. Oh, okay. Like the... It's a funny dress. There's okay. so many. It's hard to keep track of all the ones she's copped because there's a lot, guys. And that's how you know it's problematic is that it's a repeat occurrence. It's yeah. not like a one-off. If it was a one-off, I'd be like, okay. 
And that's where in lies the true problem is that this is happening regularly. You know, they vote. Which is why we are saying allegedly for just just blanket purposes. (laughs) Blanket allegedly. (laughs) This is not the episode of Letter Kenny you thought you were coming for, but allegedly. allegedly. We haven't heard about her fucking any ostriches. We have not heard. Allegedly. <laughs> it's fine. Everyone's gonna be like, what? Anyone who's listened to Letter Kenny, who's in the know, though, they'll know what's up. They will know. We love you. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Our Letter Kenny stands. <laughs> so they eventually asked Cecily Bonson about the fact that other brands had copied her designs. And specifically that who were what had copied her designs. Um, she played it cool. Yeah. In her comments back, I would not have played it cool. I would have been pissed. Yeah. But she handled herself more gracefully than I could have. And that's because she's Danish. <laughs> she handled herself very gracefully. She was very diplomatic about the whole thing. Um, and like, it, it's worth mentioning we're well aware that like small like fast fashion brands routinely recreate mm-hmm. dupes of higher fashion cough cough Zarakoff. <clears throat> yes um so this is not like something that doesn't happen regularly the line is is it uh, inspired by is it similar or is it a one-to-one copy of another designer's work and to that effect also you know gucci can afford for zara to copy their designs yeah a small business owner cannot and like to be frank someone who's buying a gucci bag isn't going to buy the knockoff at Zara. No. No. But someone who likes something from a small business who then sees it for cheaper at who or what is gonna go to who or what. Is gonna go to who or what. Yeah. Um so yes, then it continues to July 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I only focused on the 2020 ones because like 2020 was just such a shit year, it all fits. Yeah, just like was a par for the course. It's a write-off. Um, so in July of 2020, uh, she was under fire for saying that on an Instagram post that she was going to remake shorts for who wore what that were originally created by a small Australian Etsy designer. Yes, and she was claiming that they were vintage, but they were not. They vintage. were not vintage. <laughs> Um, the Etsy designer had all of the receipts, like her literal receipt with a credit card. Yeah. From November 2019, but also all of the Instagram receipts. Which also, guys, if you are a small business owner, block keep, her. Well, block her, A. And B, if you are having conversations with like any content creator that has a big following, keep, keep your fucking receipts. receipts. In general. Just keep For it. life. Like, oh, <laughs> Keep God. your receipts. And not, I mean, credit card receipts, obviously you keep those. But 
like, but like you're like if you're tea receipts yeah if too. you're interacting with people on instagram especially if they're asking you for freebies or samples and you are a small business hold on to that shit yeah just just in case you end up in the situation like this because it happens more frequently than just with this one individual yeah like this is we're talking about this because there's stuff happening right now but like this happens all the time all the time and it's shit it's really shit. Um, so <laughs> this this Etsy creator pops up with all the receipts. Um, and people were tagging her in it, which I'm like, that's how you know you have a loyal customer is they see this bullshit go down and they start tagging you in the post. Being like, mm, no. Oh, sweetheart, no. It was good. Um, also, I just want to point out that those, like she said, they were like vintage gym shorts. They were like khaki. And I was like, I've never seen anyone wear a gym short like that. No, they were like paper bag khaki, khaki. high-waisted shorts. I was like, like, what fucking school did you go to, Miss Upper East Side, to have gym shorts like that? Exactly. XOXO, gossip girl. Like, Jesus. I was like, I don't know what your gym shorts looked like, but my gym shorts did not look like oh that. My God, do you remember our junior high gym clothing? Yes. Oh, Hannah and I went to the same junior high and our junior high had the most disgusting gym wear. We had like black basketball shorts that were notoriously too long on every single person we ever met. Yeah. They were even too long on you, which is, which is a, a feat. feat because Cause I'm 5'10". I was practically wearing trousers. <laughs> <laughs> You like, know, you'd be rolling, rolling and rolling and rolling the waistband. <laughs> you know it's Space Jam? Yeah. When they get turned from the Monstars back into, like, the little, like, guppy things. Yeah. That's how you looked in the gym where you swimming in it. It was funny. <laughs> and then these really ugly-ass gray t-shirts, which, like, no one wants to see you wear a gray t-shirt when you're sweating. No. No, They were it's notoriously sweat-stained. Oh, my God. It was gross. It so, was nasty. But yeah, we've never seen shorts that were gym shorts that look like that. I was confused why she thought this was a vintage gym short because... Bitch has I, never been to gym. <laughs> <laughs> she's never been to gym. Like, I don't think... She might have been, like, had gym in her, but she's never been to gym. <laughs> gym was in her, but she'd never been to gym. Never. <laughs> oh god i wish i could say the same <laughs> um yeah but honestly i was confused why she was like these are my vintage gym shorts and i was like you work out in those bitch <laughs> like i don't think so no lies liza manelli liza manelli for sure um and then in july 2020 and this is where you know it's just like lazy work at this point she started mask copying. Yeah. So, like, masks generically kind of look the same. But this was, like, too close a call. So she reached out to a small Latin-owned brand called Second Kind and the owner Karen Perez on Instagram. And she asked for samples. Yeah. The first sample she asked for was just the mask. The second sample she asked for was the mask with a chain. And like a month later, 
the identical mask with a chain shows up where? On who wore what. Yes. And this one, you can actually... It's, like, quantifiable. Yeah, because not only did they never go to market, if you will, she donated all of them to healthcare workers Mm -hmm. because she could not make that one go away. She got caught. So, and, like, you have to really copy a mask to make it an exact (laughs) replica because they're not, there's not a lot of variation between masks. No. Like, they're pretty generalized I mean, like, you could could copy the masks from Aritzia and no one would be any the wiser. Yeah. No, not at all. So it's like... The way she did it, it was like, oh, come on, girl. You can't. It was lazy. This is just lazy work. Yeah, I. And that's. She got caught. Yeah. Okay, keep going with the timeline. Um, then in October 2020, she was, uh, got into a spat with a Brooklyn-based lingerie brand called The Great Eros. Funnily enough, I didn't know this happened, but... I really like the Great Euros. I have a couple of their bras and I have some of their like pajama sleep pants. They are a great brand. Absolutely love them. Small business, really cute store, um, awesome packaging, which eventually came up because she copied their packaging for her swimwear brand. And this one turned into a legal spat because the Great Euros actually owns the copyright yeah on that specific print they have it copyright branded so after the great eros full-on called her out she sued the brand yeah for i'm pretty sure it was libel um (laughs) november 11th the great eros filed a countersuit saying no we own the copyright it is still being litigated, but then again, trials in the U.S. move a lot slower than trials in Canada. Their legal system is quite different. Yeah, um, so I wouldn't uh, try and speak on their legal process, because uh, I don't know it. Um, not that I'm, like, all that up on the up and up on our legal system, but I at least understand our legal system, so. Yeah, so this is this is going to be something that plays out i would say at least another year on probably well he will be hearing about it a year from now probably yeah um which is sad so that's where i have ended my timeline just because there is genuinely too much to talk about to fit in this episode honorable mentions are uh she copied a brand called grayscale's skirt this is the black leather one. Oh yeah. Which is in her Macy's line. It's listed as unavailable on the Macy's website, but there is speculation it was pulled. Yeah. Uh the Onya employees. They have spilled all the tea. They really did. It was um, bad. It was really bad. Basically, multiple people who worked for that brand currently and previously have come out and said yeah, she copies everything. She literally brought us a Dolce & Gabbana dress and was like, copy this print. Yeah, she brought in, like, a 
top said I want this exact copy but like for swim um I can't remember what brand it was but she's notorious for doing this but like also think about the fact that like they had to stop her from doing it to Dolce and Gabbana do you know what kind of fucking lawsuit she would have gotten into if it had been Dolce and Gabbana Dolce and Gabbana would have brought hellfire on her (laughs) honestly and she would have deserved it and she would have deserved it 100% which like if you hear about these things happening Go support the original brand. Go support the small business. Her fast fashion company does not need your business the way that small businesses do. So as I was doing my research today, I saw that um, her stuff is carried on Revolve. Yes. And like, guys, this stuff is not, it's not great. Two hundred and ten fifty-two for a pair of jeans that look ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty or like I wouldn't wear that. A boyfriend shirt, like a denim boyfriend shirt for $134 Canadian, I should say. So it does it doesn't look as bad if you're an American, but but still, like it looks pretty overpriced. Like this looks like stuff you can get at like Walmart, Target. <laughs> so the reason we are talking about this is because her latest spat is with the creator of the brand we are kin and i am likely going to pronounce this wrong because i am white as fuck but i am trying to learn her name is nigoni it's spelled n-g-o-n-i someone please correct me if i am wrong yeah, uh, um, Nagoni, if you happen by chance to ever listen to this, please I'm tell so us. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> please tell me how to say your name. I should know. That's yes, the thing. We would love we to know. Know how to say your name. We would like to pronounce it properly, and your clothes are, look really bomb. Your clothes so. are fire, babe. And we love, we love an ethical brand, so. Yeah, man. So she, Danielle approached this designer and said, hey, can I get samples of your silk strappy maxi dress? And this small business owner worked with her. And a couple months later, these dresses, identical copies, are on the Who Wore What website. Yes. It's not just problematic because, you know, she is taking the designs of other people. It's not just problematic because she's targeting small businesses. It's really problematic because in a lot of cases, she is targeting BIPOC small businesses. Yeah, it's... You can't really... Like, I I equate... If this were to happen in Canada, and if it was a white person copying a First Nations designer's design, Yeah, we would have the same uproar. I equate those two things the same. Absolutely. It's hugely problematic. The fact that she... Asked for samples. Asked for samples. And... After getting those samples, perceived... Or proceeded to recreate them is the real issue. Because if it was, like, a random brand that had never spoken to this person... Then it would have been just, like, whatever. Then it's, like, a coincidence, and, like, it's a classic style of dress. 
But it's the fact that she tried to cover it up. Yeah. It's the fact that she went out of her way to take that already created style. My... Because she also has a history of, you know, taking pictures on Instagram that look identical to other people's copying creator content. In that situation, there should be an inspired by with the Instagram handle. That's just common courtesy. Yeah. If it is a designer and you have asked them for something because you like wearing it and you take pictures in it, you should be tagging that creator and trying to drive business to that small business owner. If you want to recreate it and you've asked that person for help, you should be compensating them for their time or collaborating with that person. And or if you are taking, like, it's one thing to take inspiration from something and create your own piece. But to copy, it's just lazy. It's lazy work, and that that's part of the thing that bothers me. It's like, there's all these people who are putting so much time and effort into putting out unique and individualized styles, and then this mega famous, I don't want to say mega fam- famous isn't really the right word, but like Instagram famous. She's an influencer who's followed. Yeah, like she has a big following is like just throwing the designs on the tape, like a dress that someone else has already made on the table and being like, recreate it for me. Well, it's throwing the small business owner under the bus. Yeah. Like it's it's awful. So it's like, it's just shitty. It's it's a shitty situation. I'm just like really pissed on her behalf because she is a sustainable and ethical designer. So she hand sews every single piece of clothing that you buy from her and she only makes to order i think that's what makes it it's like like the oh. worst for me other than the fact that like she seems to be doing it to like small business and or people of color businesses yeah is that like this is a brand that is trying to do something sustainably and ethically And, like, puts their heart and soul into it. Yeah. And it's, like, you're going to put it on your stupid fast fashion website and, like, charge half the price for it because you have, like, some factory in China making it. Well, and that's the thing is this this woman has, you know, six, seven-figure months. Yeah. This small business owner is probably lucky to have four-figure months. Yeah. You know? Like, so... This conversation and seeing this go down online and with how uncomfortable we are about it um, led to us wanting to talk about our favorite small businesses and how you can support your local small businesses. So Hannah and I love to go to the small businesses where we live. We like to go to the small businesses in the areas around where we live. We are in Calgary more likely to go to Inglewood and get a coffee from Gravity or go to one of the many analog locations and get a coffee when we're out and about then hit up Starbucks. We are, you know, in Edmonton, more likely to hit up Remedy. Yeah. God, I love Remedy. 
I'm craving a remedy chai. Mm. Um, the other in Calgary, there's like, um, they have them in a couple of the malls and they have them now in an area close to us, um, that has like marketplace yeah, type things creators. where you like, where they like are a brick and mortar location to sell, uh, local creators and we really like to go check out what's new in those that's where i got my eat a bag of dicks tumbler yes it was very exciting i'm still so happy about that i i took that to my meeting <laughs> no one noticed it's fine well it looks so pretty that you wouldn't really like no because they're like it must say something inspirational like live laugh love <laughs> eat a bag of dicks um <laughs> my per- my personality broken down simply yes <laughs> um so we decided that we were going to talk about some of our favorite small businesses so my list is a combination of small businesses canadian small businesses and bipoc small businesses um hannah has some too yeah i don't have as many cuz i just like was having a blank moment but I will hopefully think of some while we're talking about it. Yeah, man. So my first small business that I'm going to talk about is Nine Clothing. Um, (laughs) Nine is my favorite thing ever. Um, I will preface this by saying I do not have children. I am not a mother. I have never had to breastfeed anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But... I have gifted this brand to um, expectant mothers. It is sustainable clothing for moms and kids. It's high quality recycled, uh, made from certified biofabric, and it's 100% made in Quebec. Oh, I love that. So the best thing that Nine Clothing has is for moms who are breastfeeding. They make hoodies for breastfeeding moms. Oh, are those the ones that zip? <sighs> so yes. they are two-toned. So on the bottom, it's normally like a solid color. And on the top, it's a fun pattern. But underneath the bust line, there is an invisible zipper. You can either open one side or both. Doesn't matter. And both get them sides tits open. Out. Get them titties out. And you can, you know breastfeed without having to reorganize your entire outfit, your whole body. I love that. It's so cool. It's awesome. And I gift them to everyone who's pregnant. Everybody. Um, I should, you should send me the link for that. Cause, um, my mom and I's friend is having a baby in August. So hold on. She would like to give her that. Hannah. There. Thank you. You're welcome. But yeah, they're genius. Their baby stuff is super cute. But like the fact that the clothing is made for moms in mind is genius. I feel like that's a really um, untapped market. So Right? Good for her. Yeah. Them, whoever's genius. making it. <laughs> a mom. Of course. It would take a mom. Nobody else but a mom would make that. A mom whose name is also Jess. <laughs> Ah, I'm like, yes. You're like one of my people. One of me. Um, the next brand that I am 
obsessed with is called Dressed in Joy. And Dressed in Joy is a BIPOC-owned small business, and they make statement athleisure wear. Ooh. Um, the owner's name is Michaela Pabin. She is the fucking coolest. Um, I have put in an order for a pair of leggings from this brand because I saw them and I was like, I'm going to run a marathon in those tights. Um, she's, she's the coolest. The prints. We'll link all of these on our Instagram, but the oh, prints are, are so, so rad. Cool. They're so rad. I mean, she's just... I love it. She's the coolest person. And I mean... They're so fun. Bomb. It's fun. I look forward to working out in my leggings that are that would like that actually makes me want to move, right? <laughs> They're fine. Like, <laughs> like you know, if you just put on like a black pair of leggings, you're like, Meh. these are perfect for the couch. Yes, but those make you like you're like this is bright. I'm gonna like get up and go and okay, do so something. This is on the top of a man, but it's that print for my pants. Ooh, yes. But it's colorful and it's fun. It's kind of like my Hawaii leggings that we have. That but, are, like, not from Victoria's Secret. Not from Victoria's Secret, <laughs> yes. Um, the third brand that I'm obsessed with, Hannah knows that I'm obsessed with this brand. Um, they're a small business from New York. They are called Cara Cara New York. They are carried in Holtz in Canada. I love them. And they make the most beautiful dresses and skirts and tops. They have the best prints. They have a dress right now that's kind of t-length almost maxi puff sleeves square neckline covered in citrus and black and i want it so badly literally since we saw the stuff at holtz the other weekend i've just been trolling their website and instagram and like oh, i just obsessed it's like my hawaiian dreams but like fashion. I have a romper of theirs from last summer that's black with like leaves mm. on it and I love it so so much. It's beautiful. Um my next favorite brand is a brand called Olette. Um Olette is a sustainable ethically made clothing brand. They do worldwide shipping. They are not very well known. They have like <laughs> 8,200 followers on Instagram, but they make the cutest clothing. I originally saw their clothing on Nikki Reed of Twilight Fame, um, who I am obsessed with. I love her so much. Um, and they have clothing in the most beautiful green colors. I'm a big fan of green. And I want their Siempre Verde dress. Ooh. It's beautiful um and speaking of nikki reed buy you with love is one of my favorite small businesses they are rad they are a jewelry company owned by nikki reed and she has a collaboration with dell mm. where they pull the um precious metals out of computer parts and turn them into jewelry she is big on making sure that all stones, diamonds, etc. are pulled out of mines ethically. So she's the shit. Uh, Hannah and I have a brand that we're obsessed with. There Guys, is this is so good. The most baller chick in Toronto who has a brand called Subversive Sisters. She goes to 
flea markets and online stores and buys fine bone china, works with tattoo artists, and puts things on these pieces of china. Um, and they're fun. They're so hilarious. They're oh, genius. My God. I cry. I, I laugh. I laugh daily. Every time I see their posts. Um, and She's a creative genius, honestly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my personal favorite was she had a plate. <laughs> Can't even get it out. It's so funny. She had a plate and it's beautiful, floral. It's gorgeous. The picture on it is a butt with someone wearing scuba gear between the cheeks and it says ass snorkeler. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so good. I love her so much. I also like the teacups that say, um, bitch, I will hide you in a trunk and then help people look for you. Yes. Like, yeah. A classic. That's me to a T or fuck you, you fucking fuck. That's like right up there. Um, another brand that I'm super passionate about is Sika Designs. Um, Sika Designs I first actually saw, um, on an Instagrammer I follow called Rosie Londoner. And since then I have bought one of their dresses and one of their tops because I'm obsessed Um, they make the most gorgeous dresses and all of their patterns, prints, designs, etc. are inspired by Ghana and West Africa. It's a BIPOC owned business. And the dresses are beyond. They are so beautiful. They hit at such lovely lengths. The patterns and the prints are just vibrant and gorgeous. I mean, really. Oh, so good. Really. Like, I'm obsessed. Um, and then my last small business that is a new discovery for me and I'm so so excited about it is uh in Inglewood in Calgary there is a store that I am obsessed with called Lemoncello. Oh, I love Lemoncello. Hannah knows about my love affair with Lemoncello and the husband and wife duo who own Lemoncello. It's a home and giftware store but they're just like the best people. They have the most interesting eclectic selection of fine art trinkety things candles kitchenware like it's everything you could want in one place and it's bougie yeah oh i love it it's so bougie so they have started carrying a company called cavill and wicks and it's made in calgary and they ship all over canada and they specialize in things that are luxury bath So they carry candles, they have bath bubbles, they have bath soaks. I went into Limoncello and I saw it and I said, oh, I need to get me some of that. I bought one of their sea soaks, which is Epsom and Dead Sea Salt. And it's black orchid and bourbon. My mom literally had to come into the bathroom to see if I was okay because I hadn't moved in like three hours. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I was dead to the. It smells so good. Like you know when you just like smell, like a really nice smelling man. Yes, and it's like it could be girly, but the bourbon just made it like sexy. Man, man. If I had a candle that was man, it would be this, and I was lying in it. I love it, and I was so happy. Oh my god, so. Uh, basically, it is on my list to go back to Limoncello 
to get more of this and I want a candle so badly. So I'm going to do that. That's on my list for the Easter long weekend is um, to hit up limoncello. I would like to also partake in buying that. <laughs> it's so <laughs> nice. Because that sounds like stuff I would like to. Um, but limoncello is really, um, no, sorry, not limoncello. Cavill and Wicks is really accessible. Um, they don't just have retail locations in Calgary. They have retail locations in Edmonton. You can buy their stuff at Poppy Barley. They have locations in, they have places that carry them in the USA, in England, and in Germany. Oh, cool. So, they're rad. Amazing. Okay. So, I have a couple as well. Um, so, the first one I'm going to talk about is kind of a similar idea to um, the one with the prince. Sika. Sika. Um, and this one is called Grassfields. And it's um, funded by two sisters, twin sisters from uh, Cameroon. And all the stuff, products are made in Cameroon, Nigeria, and the UK. They have a really um, inclusive size range. And so they're based, the sisters live in London. But um, they make the most stunning clothes they're like traditional, um, I'm assuming Cameroonian and Nigerian prints, and then they like really add like a high fashion twist to them. Like they have the most beautiful dresses and like pantsuits and um, what was the other thing they do? Top, just like tops. And I'm obsessed with their stuff. It's so beautiful. Oh, they have these amazing bombers. You would look cute in one of these. Like. That's fun. They're just so cool. And they make them in like a really accessible size range, which I love. And I'm sorry if you can hear my dog squeaking. Um, uh, Luna is squeak, squeaker, squeakum. Squeak, squeak, squeaker. Uh, Yeah, so I really like their stuff. And then another one, this is uh, cosmetics, but... They are called Cheekbone Beauty. Yes. Yes. And they have the most... Do you have most... any of their stuff? Uh, lipstick. I have I some of their cheek stain. Mm. It's rad. Yeah. They have the most beautiful lipsticks um, and a bunch of other stuff. The new thing they have is like their um, eye... Sustain eyes. They're kind of like um, eyeliner, but shadowy too. Oh, cute. It's like, look, I'm getting. So this is an indigenous brand um, that's also sustainable, which I love. And they're from Niagara. Yes. And I was going to say, and they're based out of Canada. Um, I will say Cheekbone is... One of my favorite Instagram accounts to follow just because they post in Cree and Lakota and Blackfoot languages. I also love all that. the time. And I feel like I'm actually learning something. 
Oh, okay. And then another one I was going to talk about is like a store and it is called Oak and Tonic. And this is a Canadian indie apothecary. And I am obsessed with it. A, because I finally found skincare in there that works for me. I have PCOS, so my skin is always an issue. And they carry, they only carry like Canadian brands. And they have like a dermatologist brand called River Soul that actually works for my skin and it was very exciting and I love that and y'all should have seen her like (laughs) two weeks after she got this stuff running to my house being like look at my face yeah look at my face like I cannot tell you guys how much it has changed my skin it looks night and day from what it used to be like a year ago yeah because not only do I have acne from my PCOS but when the pandemic started and I work in healthcare, I was wearing like medical grade masks for hours on <laughs> on end when I was at work and they just irritated my skin so much. And the masks we were getting at first were so bad and like chemically and disgusting. And they would give me like these horrible cystic rash things. Thanks, Jason Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah anyways so I love oak and tonic the other thing that I get from there um a lot is from um like om um (laughs) and they have like they have a bunch of stuff but I particularly like their oh it's called om organics and I believe it is made in bc uh yes in in vermeer and A, I use their body butter. It is the best. I have eczema, guys. It is so good. And we live in a place that is drier than the fucking Sahara, so <laughs> you need good body butter. It's and true. I can also use their um, like bath salts. And I have a really hard time with like bath products because I have super sensitive allergy prone skin. Um, so guys, I'm just really fucked up, but they come through and give me all the goods that I want and don't bother me. So yeah, Oak and Tonic. Not only are you riddled with anxiety, so is your body. (laughs) Yes. Um, Oak and Tonic is just a really good resource to find any products that you want that are based out of Canada. Um, and they have... A website. They have location like brick and mortar stores in a lot of the malls, and they also have an app. And I have bought online from them, and it's still really good. There is a brand called the Cheeky Bikini. Ooh, the Cheeky Bikini is body positive cheeky swimwear. It's made in Canada in Hamilton, Ontario. It is owned and operated by Aaron McDonald. And it is inclusive sizing from double zero to size 20. And it's not just like, you know, your average ill-fitting sizing. It's real fucking sizing. Oh, hello. It looks so nice on everybody. They have so many different shapes to like hold people up. 
it's genius. They actually show images of different body types wearing their merch. So you know how things are going to fit your body, what it's going to look like. It's so cute. It's so body positive. Like, look, look at that. That is so nice. I love that. Okay, I have one more and I just need to find the name of it. The brand I was thinking of is called Spell. It's based out of Australia, I believe in Bondi. Um, They have the most amazing dresses. And like... I feel like I know about this, but I don't know about this. Hippie-esque. It's because Brenna likes them. Beautiful. Oh, I love them. It's because Brenna knows about this. That's how I know. And I haven't bought anything yet because I was planning on buying a dress for traveling in like March of last year. (laughs) And then obviously (laughs) that didn't happen. So I didn't buy the dress because I was like, I'm not going to buy the dress to not wear. Um, Truly. Um, yeah, so we, we love a small brand. Love it. Shop from your local brands or small brands, your biopic brands. Your secondhand stores. Yeah. Just be better than Danielle Bernstein. That's what the, the moral of the story is. The moral of the story is don't do that. Support small businesses. Fuck that chick and all of her alleged bullshit. And, like, be a decent person. Be a decent person. I think that's really the the gist of the story is, like, just be a decent person. Don't be that asshole. Even, like, you know, if you want to get inspiration from other brands, that's fine. Like, everyone does that. But. Not like this. Don't be so fucking lazy. Not like this. Don't be lazy, guys. I know that's hard here from me because I am <laughs> notoriously lazy. coming from the girl who when i walked in and said what did you do to it today she goes nothing absolutely nothing (laughs) i napped thanks for listening we'll uh send you out to our outro so you can um hear where to find us and where to find the links to all of these people yeah and if you're a small creator this is your final reminder Block Danielle Bernstein. (laughs) Yeah, this is now turned into where it's like, we know better. Do not, do not engage because she'll fuck you over. Not that I'm blaming anyone. I just, we now know that she cannot be trusted. So let's not give her the benefit of the doubt anymore. Thanks for joining us today. You can follow us on Instagram at eh4excellence. Please remember to rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. See you next Tuesday.